Um, let's let's keep going. The next proposed change, or I guess change that will come into place, is the following: Any Overwatch League Academy team not currently participating in Contenders will be offered a spot in Contenders 2019 Season One. Uh, beginning with Contenders 2019 Season 2, Overwatch League Academy teams will be subject to standard uh, regular season relegation rules. So, personally, I disagree with the idea, but it's certainly a discharged situation of what we previously had. And for certain regions, that is obviously much more relevant than it is for others. Now, one else has to mention that very often this actually doesn't get to become a problem simply because the infrastructure is not good enough to sustain some of these especially lower ranking teams who then just simply give up their spot sometimes sell them for cheap um certainly empirically there is not too much harm being done though if i think of possibly a playoff team being forced out of their slot because everyone else wants to be in as well and I'm not sure if I like that. I personally, I also have a video on this channel, love the idea of relegation, love the idea of natural selection, of the best ideas constantly being filtered through the system and um, really by that, almost by evolution, finding the best way to develop talent in Overwatch, to uh, develop uh, team structures, to develop the scene. The, the more iterations we have, the better it will become. This leads nicely um, into the the other thing that change is that we will only have two seasons. And keep in mind, this is actually a pretty crazy situation because as this uh, change goes, season in Contenders 2019 will be longer and the total number of seasons will be reduced from three to two. Two players... Two-way players will continue to be able to participate in both Contenders and the Overwatch League, subject to rules and restrictions. Now, the off-season for this, and I think my information currently is that the second season will start in June and end in July, so it's not even that much longer, but that's just the regular season. And then I, I my belief is that the, the playoffs then happen, even if they happen, for instance, let's say, mid-August, Sorry, no, like, like, let's give, even give, give them September. That is still a huge off-season, and Contenders is then not helping towards filling the current void that we have in the off-season. At least after BlizzCon, we do get the, the Season 3 of, um, of all those Contenders regions that can sustain us till the Overwatch League starts again. Then again, we have to be fair. We don't know what the plan is, especially going into uh, 2020, when everything changes well, with the circuit supposedly starting around the world. To evaluate those based on the information we have is probably not feasible at the time, but to look at it from our current scope, it does feel pretty dead. And Contenders is not helping in that regard. And what it, though, does help with Sorda is that we have a situation where the contender season stops before the signing window completely uh, opens and that then allows these players to sort of showcase their talents and probably provides 
a better showcase also for people <laughs> um, sort of suffering from recency bias, which is also part of the GM culture, sadly, at the moment. Um, it is a probably favorable solution um, for these teams to then, you know, see the fresh performances of these players. Uh, what it doesn't do, uh, what it does also allow is, of course, for tryouts to take place. Because currently, especially, for instance, if you were a trials team, like British Hurricane currently is, if now that we know that for uh, that Fusion and uh, Funny Astro are going to Boston, I think that's official, we also can infer what that meant for their preparation to going into trials and then also, you know, potentially even... Like later on next year, you know, going into um, the playoff stages, right? If you like practice for trials finals or the the final weeks, and you're fighting for your spot, and suddenly two of your starters are gone, you know that that is a problematic situation. I think that needs to be sort of accommodated with contract structure. That this doesn't allow those teams to suffer majorly, even though I do agree that Overwatch League should take precedence in urgency in all those matters because the final end goal is to go into the Overwatch League, of course, for these players. One thing that I sort of like in terms of customization is that, well, if you want to call it customization, it's sort of like not taking away the biggest benefit of Contenders Korea is that um, they're doesn't seem to be a desire from Blizzard's point of view to take LAN away from others, uh, from from um, from the Korean um, broadcast. So that certainly helps them still to develop talent. And also, that actually might be a very big tool that uh, players have in order to, you know, rise above their peers in these other regions who, as at this time, and by the way, they didn't, they didn't promise that LAN was going to happen in 2019, but that will benefit Korean players certainly in the future. Now, what are the, some other things that we could do in order to customize better? Well, one thing that I always think is really underutilized in the Overwatch scene, and that has some very positive um, examples where it does work, is third-party community help. So one positive um, um, example of this is, of course, Broadcast GG, who provides analysis for certain contenders regions in the English language. It helps, uh, you know, um, help these the these talent to, you know, hone their skill. And, for instance, great casters such as... Um, Jaws and Leg Day came from that. They now made it onto the World Cup. That is a great story. And I would say that if Blizzard was willing to give up more, more responsibilities in these regions and allowed not just, you know, shoutcasting talent, but also talent in all regards and observing and, you know, management and all like the, the existing TOs and for, in, for example, if they were willing to give up that responsibility just a little bit, I think we could immediately have better outcomes because these guys are tuned in into the scene. They they know what, what the reality of these teams are. You don't need manpower on Blizzard's side. You probably pay way less. 
The only thing you have to give up is responsibility. You, of course, have to uh, show quality for them. You have to t sometimes also bite the bullet and accept that one of your partners will shit the bed and you will get b bad PR because of that. But ultimately, the net benefit through my time in esports has always been huge from third party. And I think if if Blizzard also looks at their past, what what it what kind of tools we had in esports in the past when passionate people for basically no pay or very limited pay come together and creatively see these customized solutions that then make us a much richer scene, right? In, in, some of those examples go way back. For instance, I remember there being Wark TV, which was like a sort of um, client, so you could live watch Warcraft 3 matches. Some ingenious engineer came up with like live streaming the uh, the replays onto a server where everyone could connect on. We still had Winamp streams where people were talking, but we practically had live gameplay streams at the time. Something, by the way, that we are currently just getting in Overwatch with the customized, you know, ability to watch replays. This, this thing was legitimately happening 15 years ago based on the ingenuity of, I think it was three people at the time, right? And if we, we were to allow regional talent to sort of get to the heart of the problems and then create creative solutions around them that you then also can approve of, that I have no problem with that, I think we would be much further along in the in the development of the Overwatch scene. We've seen it, for instance, in Apex, what they did for observing, what they did for talent development, what they did for production in general, like their their feature pieces before finals were amazing, for storytelling, for history of Overwatch. If we were to give up more of the responsibility, we will generally, like, for instance, a teacher could, to spin it back into the metaphor, um, customize the 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 practice lessons towards the students' need. If I have one-on-one -on -one teaching lessons with a student, I can specifically look at the problems he has. I can try different solutions, and ultimately his level, because I can customize myself towards his needs, his level will skyrocket past his peers and will eventually make him a, you know, force to be reckoned with if you want. And the same would probably be true for the container scene. Thanks for watching.